always welcome. But only if you bring your dog. <laughs> so, 2002 started something called the ARC, which stands for close, the alliance, pretty close. There is an association of renewed of renal churches, so we've got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> it's bigger than the heart. And interestingly enough, uh, the first week, uh, first two weeks of January, I'll be speaking at first at the Master's Institute on the 5th, and then the 12th, you are going to be there because you're going to help us do prayer ministry because I'm speaking at an art gathering at North Heights. It's been a long time since I've been back to North Heights. Aren't you glad that, that there's a resurrection, that they came back, that they're, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, road, but they're, they're going for it, a resurrected church that, that was buried and came back to life. So we're going to be there. And uh, so then in 2005, we started something that got a weird name. We didn't have a name for it to begin with. We just did this stuff. I don't know when the name came, months later, maybe a year later. But they named it this thing that a lot of people don't have any idea what it means. They called it communitas. What in the world is that? I've heard people say things, and I said, no, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it means. So we started that in 2005. And here it's 2017, 16, close to it, and very grateful. Now, it's interesting on how God operates because God has his ways, and his ways are higher. Say higher. higher. And his ways are higher, and sometimes they take you lower. So God had Gideon had an army of 20,000 people. What did he do? He took them lower. He reduced them to 300. How are they going to fight in battle with uh, probably 40, 50,000 people coming against them? With God. Paul was experiencing ecstasy, the, the kinds of which I have never come close and you have probably never come close. He saw things that nobody had ever seen. And it gave him a sense of, of, of real joy. And like, like nothing could shake him now. Well, something did shake him. Because he went from answered prayer to unanswered prayer. From ecstasy to agony. From a, a wonderful joy to a thorn in the flesh. Almost overnight. And it crushed it. And he prayed and he didn't get an answer. Except, finally, he heard the Lord say, what? Did you hear that? My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made known in weakness. I'm not sure if what I'm going to say now is what God is doing, but I've been sick for about six weeks. I've never been sick for more than a few days that I can remember. This is strange for me. I get chills. I get dizzy. I've almost fainted. I was doing physical therapy, and I, I, I stepped up, and I, 
as though we almost lost you when you found us, eh? God doesn't like me. The knee is going great, but something else is happening, and I'm very weak. And so when I was walking down the hall, and Naomi said, you know what it says, 2 Corinthians 12, 9? I said, yeah. It says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made more in weakness. Here's our problem. We want to be strong. Communitas had 153 people in here one night. I could see all of them. I counted them. And I probably didn't count all of them because it was hard to count because some of them were upstairs, some of them were outside. But we had 153 sitting in here and I could see every one of them. That's strong. Now, I'm not blaming this on the Lord, but I know that the Lord sometimes reduces an individual or a group because he's the best he can come. I happen to believe, and Nate happens to believe with me, we love crying babies. We hear that a lot. So you don't have to be at all. You are beautiful. We're glad to have you. S-C-H-E-Y-L-E-S. Speaking. There's a beautiful one of them. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So here's what I think. I think that we are about ready to experience what Communitas has been going for all these years. I think we're about to experience some of the power of God in ways that we have not seen in 12 years. Nate and I have been praying for revival, and we believe that it's imminent. You've heard us say that before. And you say, how imminent can it be? We've already waited for a year. I know. That's the way I feel, too. When's it going to happen? So we're believing, we're trusting the Lord, and we're beginning to prepare by looking outside where we're at. So we're going to go to three different kinds of trips. We're going to have local, regional, and international. We already have two international trips planned, one in February, in the middle of February, to Uganda. Take about $2,000 per person. We'll help you raise it. We have to raise ours, too, so they're not going to give us money. When you go to Africa, you don't go to receive money. You go take money. So that's different than going to Norway. Let me explain this to the girls. So we're looking forward to those trips. Having taken two trips in the last half of a year, one to Wapaka and the second to Bismarck, both times with 10 to 13 people, we decided that why go any other way? Wasn't it fun? J Jacob is, is shaking his head. It was just exciting. It was fun. Kat, others, Sarah, you were on both of them. So it was just so much fun. And a part of that is going to be the training. So we're going to get serious about the training and serious about the trips. We're going to be announcing to you what's coming up locally, regionally, and internationally and hope that you are able to be with us. It requires you be being signed off, being ready to do this stuff, and it also requires a level of personal maturity and wholeness. So we want you to be working toward that as well so that there's a wholeness in your heart that makes you uh, a safe person to be with. So there are things that, that uh, are part of that that we want to help to prepare you for. And uh, I've asked Nate 
if he would be in charge of that training, we'll do it together, but we're also calling on friends. I already talked to my friend Gary Gilbertson, whom some of you know from the Harvest Project and other venues. You know Dave Heinrich, because he's been here. He's been with us. He said he'll be helping us with training. So how am I looking as I seek communitas? I'm very excited about the future. I don't care what the name is. I don't care what we call it. But I know it's going to be a time of training and powerful ministry. We've seen two evidence of it in the last half a year or so. Absolutely, yeah. That's most likely ar around Pentecost. They've already they've already said they want us, and uh, so. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Let, pray for that. Believe for it. Trust for it. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to go to North Central too to speak over there. I heard from one of the one of the worship leaders, Jeff. And I hope I get to do it soon because then I want to knock on the door of Bethel again because I've talked to Bethel and I said I want to speak on revival over there. And she hasn't invited me yet. She's a wonderful lady, Laurel. And, uh, yeah. and then back to Northwestern. I've been there before, but it's been a while. So I'm hoping I'm going to be aggressive this year and uh, reach out and say, hey, invite me, please. We want to speak to you people. Say it just like that, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll put you on the list. So I just want to say a prayer, and I'm going to turn it over to Nate. I'm very thankful for Nate. He came to us uh, and said, I want to work with you. I said, that sounds good to me. I wish we could offer you more. You know, we're not a wealthy ministry. We can offer you uh, some connections. We can offer you relationships. But uh, we haven't given a lot of money. But he's still with us and very thankful. Uh, glad for the way he connects with people. Love the Lord. And he, like I, believes strongly in revival. And we're not going to let go, are we, Nate? Nope. We're going to keep praying until we see it come to pass at the schools, at high schools, at colleges, at churches, at communities. We're believing. And we're, we're, we're comfortable to believe that this little ragtag group is going to have a significant part in making this happen. So, Father, we are weak. And we, we're not embarrassed to say we are weak. We are very weak. We are needy. We are struggling. We are broken. And yet we know that your strength is not matched with our strength. That you aren't looking for strong people. You're not looking for people who've got it all together and have all the gifts. You're looking for people who know they're weak. And like David looked away from his ability his fighting ability to you and look to you and you showed yourself strong on his behalf. So I pray that you will do it again in this place. Do it again with these people 
as they look to you and trust you to do powerful things that we could never do on our own or by ourselves. But because we are connected to you, we see you do them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Did I hear an amen? amen. I thought I did. Yeah. Let's give him a hand. Give him a, before he talks. <laughs> We got a standing ovation from Well, thank Naomi. you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So Naomi, thank you especially. Um, so just to recap what Paul said, uh, we're going to be transitioning, pivoting, metamorphosizing. Um, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I thought about it. Um, and instead of doing what we've been doing, namely weekly services and that sort of thing, we're going to be transitioning into throwing everything into doing the ministry, getting out there and actually doing the stuff uh, that Jesus talks about in Luke 10 when he sends out the 70. The rest of the church, he'd already sent out the 12, and they did a pretty good job. And so he came back and he said, hey, everybody else whose names we're not even going to put in here because there's too many of you, all of you, you go out and do it now. You go out into all these villages, all these places, and you go preach the gospel. And so that's what we get to do now. And... If you've been around here lately, you, you, this has been what we've been talking about and what we've been working towards for a while. Um, we had sort of thought revival might break out in a big way first, and then we'd sort of scatter. Um, and what God has sort of surprised us with recently is saying, actually, no, you don't need to wait for that. You can start going out now, and you can spread the fire yourself everywhere you go to the different schools, different places. And so that's what we're going to do. And... As Paul mentioned, there's a lot of local stuff going on. So if for those of you who have daytime hours and ever have a free time, you know, during the day, um, keep in mind what we're going to be doing. We're going to be sending out emails to let you know. Eventually, we'll have either website or Facebook or something with, like, a schedule for all the events that are going to be happening to make it easy for you to figure it out. Um, but there will be plenty of daytime stuff as we speak at chapels at colleges and schools and high schools and all that kind of stuff. But we'll probably also be doing evening things during the week, youth groups, um, other events, churches. There's going to be some Sunday morning stuff. Um, we got a Sunday morning lined up already in January. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff going on, and we'll be doing training events too, focusing the training on what we can do to start with. So prayer ministry, how to do prophetic ministry, um, how to pray for healing for people, how to share your testimony or like talk in front of other humans in a way that is beneficial and not terrifying. You know, those are things that are good to learn how to do, right? Um, and so those are some of the things we'll, we're going we're gonna to start to be doing. We're, we don't have a regular meeting anymore, so we're not going to be meeting to do training like every week. Um, but when we do, when we are going to have something, we'll let you know what it is. And the first one is, ironically, the first Thursday in January. Um, so even though this Thursday night thing is going to be over, we will be meeting in like three weeks on Thursday night um, in January to do a prayer ministry training. Um, so some of you have done prayer ministry before. It's always good to get some more training. Um, but all these trainings are going to be practical stuff. It's not going to be a ton of theory and a ton of like heady teaching and discussion. It's going to be like, how do you do this? Why do you do it? And now let's all do it and practice it so that we can actually get good at the stuff that we're trying to learn how to do. Because the best way to get good at something is to do it. That's how Jesus did it, right? He brought everybody with him and said, watch while I pray for these people for healing. And they watched him for a while. And then he's like, okay, help me out. 
okay, and then they did that. And then he would go off and come back, and they'd be like, hey, so we prayed for people, and, and people got delivered, and people got healed. It was so crazy. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's what I told you would happen. So, yay. <laughs> you know? And then eventually he sends them out for long periods of time. And then eventually, of course, Jesus goes to heaven, sends the Holy Spirit, and now they do it all the time. And so that's the model, and that's what we want to try to do. And so we want to do it here in training events, and then we want to do it out there in actual ministry events. Um, and there will be different kinds. The second Thursday, which is the 12th of January, will be a, you know, a big Christian, not a big, but a Christian conference type event. So everybody there is going to be a Christian. It's not going to be one of those share your faith type of things probably as much. But there's going to be prayer ministry and prophetic ministry and that sort of thing. So if you would like to help, let me know. Let Kat know. Um, and we'll put you on a list of people who want to be a part of that. Now, um, the way we're going to do this moving forward is good. We don't know yet what it's how that's going to be. <laughs> we're trusting it's going to figure out what we're doing. We don't yet know is what I'm trying to say. Um, but, for example, we're not just going to grab some random person we don't know and say, okay, random person we don't know, go do, go do prayer ministry in our name, you know, because that's stupid, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so, like, w w we need to know you, and you need to be a part of training, and there needs to be some sort of, like, competency there, because we're transitioning from church life, where obviously everybody is welcome to be part of what we've been doing, right, because that's the way the church works, into ministry, where in order to do something, there has to be a certain level of competency, right? Like someone who's never played guitar, I'm not going to say grab a guitar and go lead worship because that would make them feel terrible. It would make the rest of us feel terrible. Um, and <laughs> it just wouldn't be nice to anyone. Um, uh, that being said, you don't necessarily have to have a ton of skill in, say, prayer ministry to be able to help out. And so the way I think we're going to do it is, again, kind of the biblical model is we're going to have everybody break up into twos, and there's going to be a, a leader and an apprentice. And I'm a, too much of a Star Wars fan not to use the word apprentice somewhere. Um, I will. <laughs> Ten times. Um, and so we'll have someone who knows, who's done prayer ministry before, who kind of knows what they're doing. Not, not necessarily an expert, but they, they're comfortable doing it. Partner with someone who's maybe a little bit newer, or maybe we just don't know that well or haven't seen them do prayer ministry, and so we want them just to help out. Um, and that is probably the best way on earth to learn how to do anything. That's how all human civilization did stuff up until like 150 years ago, was apprenticeships, right? That's what discipleship is about. So we're going to set you up with someone who, or maybe you are the person who, like Jacob, has done quite a bit of prayer ministry, and so he can be a prayer leader partnered with someone who can then learn from him and do it with him, yes, but mostly learn from him, at least to start with. And then that person can be a leader and help someone else learn and so on and so forth. That's how we're going to do that. Does that make sense? So if you're like, I've never done this before. I don't know if I can help. Hey, come to the training and talk to us, and we'll get you to a place where you can help out for sure because um, that's what we're about. So any questions? And this is why Paul and I are so excited about this because we're, we're moving from talking about this stuff and learning about the stuff and trying it out a little bit to like, Let's just jump out of the nest and trust that God's going to help us fly before we hit the ground. And that's just what we're going to do. And steps of faith are good. Amen. No risk, no reward is a phrase that's commonly used in business, but I think it's very true in faith. Like, the more faith is required to take a step in order to do something, the more reward there is from that. Um, and sometimes Jesus says, hey, you know what? Forget about what makes sense. Just follow me. And Andy brought this up last time. But let me go bury my dad. No. 
Let the dead bury their own dead. You follow me. What? It's <laughs> a wee bit harsh, Jesus. <laughs> right? But there's a time to just be like, you know what? Just trust and jump. And we feel like we're in a trust and jump place right now. So we're going to trust and jump. And it's not that we're throwing away an 11-year ministry here at Communitas that we have all loved so much. It's changing into something new. Um, and so, yes, something is ending so that something new can begin. Um, but it's the, the metaphor that I got last year that we've been using for over a year now is a caterpillar crawling into a cocoon. And we felt like Communitas was in the cocoon phase and that it was tiny. And when you look at a cocoon, you're like, is there even anything alive in there? Is that just garbage? What is this? What is going on here? It looks like a dead leaf or something weird. Um, doesn't look like anything's happening on the inside, but on the inside, something, that little caterpillar, is being stripped down to goo at a genetic level and built back up into a completely different animal, right? You ever looked at a butterfly and looked at a caterpillar and went, what? <laughs> what sort of wizardry is this? How does this happen? Well, we get to experience this now. We've been in a cocoon for a while, and just a few weeks ago, God's like, it, you're coming out. You're coming out now. I didn't think we were going to come out yet. I thought we'd be in the nice warm cocoon for a little bit longer. And Jesus is like, nope, it's opening. you got to learn how to fly. You're going to fall on the ground and splat. And that's not fun. So we're getting out of the cocoon. And it'll take a little bit for us to, like, get our wings dried off. If you've ever seen a, you know, a butterfly get out of the cocoon, it needs to dry off and, like, stretch a little bit. Be like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And you're waiting, and he doesn't do it for a while. And then finally, eventually, she or he jumps up there and flies, and it's gorgeous. And everybody loves a butterfly. Who doesn't love butterflies? Maybe, maybe someone doesn't, and you need prayer. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be a little scary. I'm sure it was scary for the butterfly every time they've done that. Um, so this is, this is a little scary. It's, it's definitely a step of faith, but it's going to be great. We're really excited. Hopefully you are really excited, even if you're maybe a little scared. It's okay to be a little sad to say goodbye to the communitas that was in order to bring in that which is coming. Um, it's okay to be sad and happy at the same time. Um, it'll be sad for sure to say goodbye to the weekly meetings and that sort of thing. But we will still be getting together, ironically, the first two Thursdays of January. Um, and so that's kind of what it's going to look like moving forward. Anybody have any questions? Comment? Comment? Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that Paul's brought up, too, is um, because of the community that we've had here at Communitas, um, there's a point at which people either, because of age, life situation, family situation, sort of self-select out of the community of young adults and move on to a different community because it's hard to bring little kids here. I, I got three. I know. They're never here. Well, last week they were here, but 
It's because there was a lot of food and it was loud. Um, I mean, there, there are things that are just difficult. Um, the nice thing about moving forward here is um, th there, those barriers are going to be less apparent, I think, because we're all about a mission now. And we're going to be doing specific things. And we may even end up having um, down the road, this is what I hope anyway, down the road, having sort of specific teams that are about certain things like people who are really into youth ministry. And anytime there's something at a youth group or at a high school or whatever, that those people want to be a part of that. So it's like, great. And there's another group that really loves the Native Americans. And anytime Jacob goes somewhere or someone else goes somewhere to minister to Native peoples, they want to be there and they want to be a part of that. Others will want to do different things. And that's great. Um, and eventually I see those kind of teams start happening. And, and, you know, age and number of babies and marital status are, are less important in, in those kind of situations um, because we'll be less of a churchy type place and more of a outreach type place, ministry type place. Does that make sense? I'm not saying there won't be community here still or we'll never do fellowship. Never have friends anymore here. <laughs> no, um, that would be ridiculous, obviously. And there will even be intentional fellowship things. Um, but the focus is going to be on reaching out for others. Does that make sense? Not that we don't still love you <laughs> and each other. Uh, and part of our ministry will continue to be to one another, you know. Um, but we're going to be focusing outside. Tim, did you have something? Amen. And we're hoping, obviously, a lot of you are going to want to step through the door with us in one way or another. But I want you to know that you're f released as well. Okay? A lot of you are involved in a lot of stuff. You got a lot of things going on. I'm involved in these three ministries. And if because of this transition, you're like, the reason I was here at Communitas was primarily for this or this, those things aren't going to be there anymore. You, we want you to know you're released. Like, there's no onus or, like, responsibility for you to stick around. This isn't what you're called to do. Or if it isn't what you're called to do anymore. Okay? This is something pastors aren't supposed to say. I'm telling it to you anyway. You can go somewhere else if that's what God wants you to do. 
And that this is something that our generation and your generation has a difficult time with, understanding the concept of calling. God has called you to be a part of certain communities, certain ministries. There are a lot more options than there are times in the week, right? We all know that. We all know that. And so we need to figure out not what's the best, what do I like the most, what's the most fun, what do I get the most out of. Those aren't the things we ask. We ask one question, where do you want me to be? That's the only question we need to ask. And it could be that moving forward, God is like, you don't need to be a part of this anymore or not all the time or whatever because I want you to do this other thing. That's great. We're not going to feel abandoned or anything like that. Okay? What we do is we train people up to go out <laughs> and to do ministry. And if this is your time to go out and to do ministry elsewhere, then we're with you and we'll pray for you and we're totally on your side. Okay? Um, but if... When you say, God, where do you want me to be? He says, I want you to be a part of this new ministry. Then I do encourage you to jump <laughs> and to say yes and to, to find out where it is God is calling you to be. Does that make sense? But in case there's anybody who's like, all right, they're doing this thing and I think it's dumb, but I'm going to go anyway because I got to go because it's just, you know. Like, I don't want you to feel like that, okay? We love you. And if this isn't your thing moving forward, and if it hasn't been your thing for a while, whatever the situation, that's okay. Okay, you don't have to stay out of guilt or out of responsibility. I want you to be here if this is where God wants you to be. And if God wants you to be elsewhere, not because this stinks <laughs> or because what we're going to be doing isn't cool, because it's going to be really freaking cool. But there's a lot of really freaking cool things out there. Hello? A lot of us do a lot of that already. And so the question isn't, what's the cool thing I can do on this day of the week or that weekend or whatever? It's, God, what do you want me to do? Okay, so that's what I encourage you to do. The, 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 this is the end of the year. We're looking forward to 2017. We got New Year's re resolutions. It's a great time to take a step back and to take some time and take stock in life and ask the Lord, what do you want me to do next year? What does 2017 look like for me? What does it look like for me for church? What's it look like for me for fellowship? Who, who do you want me to invest in? Where do you want me to do ministry? Do I need training? If so, where should I go? Ask God those kind of questions. And if we're a part of that, that's awesome. And we'll be super, super happy. And if we're not, that's okay. And if we're not, but you want a recommendation of where to go, come and ask. Because <laughs> we know like half the people in town. Um, and we can hook you up with a place that's really cool. And if you know Paul at all, you know that this is the way he is too. He's not a hang on to everybody type of guy. Okay?
I think so. <laughs> Katie, AKA Kat Nakora is, wait, 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 pause. You gotta let us look at you <laughs> and thank you and bless you because Kat, you've been the soul of this group for a long time. So thank you, Kat. Bless you. And uh, when, when I started sensing that this is the direction God wanted us to take, um, I instantly said, God, I'm not telling Kat. Because, <laughs> you know, she's been here for nine years. She's the soul of this group. I, 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 I didn't want to go say, so Kat, I think this is what we need to do in case it would, you know, crush your soul or anything like that. I'm like, God, I'm not doing that, just so you know. <laughs> and God's like, don't worry about it. And then Kat sends me this email saying, I think this is what we need to do. And I'm just like, uh. <laughs> so God is good, amen. And so we're, we're all on board with this, which is awesome. And so are, you know, Paul and Karen. We're not, you know, abandoning them. The first time I started mentioning this to people, they're like, does Paul know? Because he should, right? You know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, who do you think's driving this train to crazy town? Um, so any other, any other comments, questions, anything like that? So January 5th, we'll be meeting here. Probably seven. I don't know. We'll send out an email let you know. And that'll be prayer ministry training. We're not going to do worship and, and that sort of thing. We're just going to come. We're going to do some training. We're going to practice prayer ministry on each other for a while. Um, then January 12th, meeting at North Heights Roseville. That starts at 6.30. I think it's a three-hour gig for those who are able to do it. Um, and we'll be doing prayer ministry at that. Um, for those of you who want to help out with prayer ministry, let me know. Otherwise, you're welcome to just go and hang out. Um, we would have been doing that no matter what on that Thursday, actually. We would have just had our service there. Um, and then moving forward, there's several other things going on in January. There's a Sunday morning gig. There's some daytime stuff um, and a lot of other things. So we'll keep you posted once we have those things figured out. Last Sunday in January, right down, down south or wherever it is, Buffalo, somewhere far away. It's kind of far, right? Alan Langstaff's church? Not that far? 45 minutes, maybe? We may carpool. Okay. Um, so, yeah, tons of stuff going on. Um, let me know if you have any questions moving forward or if you need prayer or anything like that. Um, I just want to make sure there's no other questions or thoughts before I transition. I have a very brief kind of more of a devotional thought than like a sermon. Did you have something you wanted to share? And can we get paper and pens? Yeah. Okay, Rob, cool. I just wanted to share this real quick. I have to take off because I have a, a final, so pray for grace <laughs> and that it won't be a late night if I'm in my seat, but that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you to Heavenly Father and Pastor Ann for giving me a chance of starting off with the internship at Community Cross and through that. And that was just kind of how the Lord just really drew me here. Um, and I couldn't be more grateful. And I'm just so grateful, too, being able to, to worship with you guys and meet with you week in and week out. I know it's been kind of crazy. I haven't been able to make the last few, but I just wanted to say how much I appreciated you all and how excited I am 
for the calling and destiny that God has on your life and as you walk it out. So, uh, yeah. If you ever want to meet and talk to coffee or, or anything like that, or get food, let me know. I'd be happy to do that. Food and fellowship. That's, that's a good deal. Um, I'll buy. I'll buy, too. So there's your incentive. If you want free food, come eat with me. No, just kidding. Don't, just go for the food. Okay. Anyway. Um, so just two really, really quick things I had. If you have your Bible, uh, the first one is out of Romans uh, chapter 14, verse 17. And uh, this is just a verse that I've really been meditating on a lot. It's just something that the Lord's really put on my heart. So it's Romans 14, verses 17 through 20. It says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. And I really felt like what the Lord was just kind of highlighting to me as, as this is kind of, you know, we're transitioning into a new season and, and, and different things are going to be, uh, you know, going to be happening. I just really feel like there's what we've been doing is upbuilding. We've been upbuilding each other through worship through the sharing of the word and hearing of the word through small groups. I know at Nate's house and others, there's been people meeting. And I really felt like, you know, I was dri- like on my way over here. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to, God, it's, g- it's kind of going to be rough to just kind of to, to have this end, you know, abruptly. But really clearly, I felt like the Lord asked me the question and saying, well, well why does it have to end? And, and just because we m- we're not meeting here, you know, every week doesn't mean the upbuilding <coughs> and edification that we've been doing with each other has to stop. And I really felt like that was something that the Lord um, was highlighting to me to encourage you guys with is wherever you, you know, decide to do or where you choose to go, I would just encourage you to, whether it's living in community or whether it's, you know, going to a different house group to continue that process of, of sharing the word with one another you know, meeting with each other, um, you know, finding some kind of accountability to, to plug into because that's what it's about. This is what this verse, you know, highlights. It's about the process of upbuilding and edifying one another. And I really feel like this is just the Lord is highlighting that as a critical time for us to really just come together and do that. And it's something that it doesn't have to be a super serious formal thing. It can just be a, hey, you know, who's available this week? Maybe spend some time in worship and prayer, or maybe we'll share a meal together and discuss a portion of scripture, or just talk <laughs> about the things that are going on in your life. Because, y- you know, this is a this season of time is a particularly hard time for a lot of people, and there's a lot of things that people are going through that are very difficult. And uh, I, I just really believe in being an advocacy for this community lifestyle and carrying that out um, as we're sent out uh, corporately, individually. So... And the second verse um, was John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. So if you have that, if you want to turn to that, this is what it is. It says, In him was life, and and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I kind of got this... uh, in worship, 
agreed or during the Christmas Carol kind of thing. So I just saw um, a group of people, and it was like this pitch black room, and there was these people who were just like literally crying out in the darkness, like seriously, like you know, not just saying, "Hey, like I need some help," like like painful, excruciating, like cries of desperation. Um, and I saw the Lord take this giant light. It's almost like you know those those lights that you carry around that mosquitoes like they hit and then they, they get zapped inside once they hit it. It was like that like that kind of power. And he like set it down in this dark room. And I can't even describe it, but it was like the most blinding light that like I feel like I've ever like seen. You know, and it just was like pushing back the darkness and I just saw these people who were like almost like grabbing themselves afraid in, in, in the darkness. And once they saw the light, I just saw them walk over and, and like almost like the Lord like took a piece of it and like ripped it off and gave it to them. And as they were walking away, they took those pieces of light to other dark places, to people or friends that they had known and shine that light. And they were almost like proclaiming like, I was in this dark place, but God has set me free of this. Or my family was in this dark place and God has set us free and united us, you know, from this. And I just really feel like, the Lord was saying that there's people here tonight that <coughs> it's just been a really, you know, you know, difficult season of time uh, that you've been experiencing, whether it's financially or things with your family. Um, and I just really feel like the Lord is saying that he's heard the cries of your heart and he's um, I just heard, got the scripture, you know, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I just really feel like what this light represents is in this coming season, I just really believe that the Lord is going to whether it's uniting your family or for you personally where you feel like there's there's just this overwhelming feeling um, or financially, I just really see the Lord coming in with prosperity and really um, making those things whole for you personally. And as the season of your life continues, you'll be able to testify um, of what God has done for you. And even more importantly, people are going to, you're going to be able to bring that out to your family members or people you know and say, hey, like, this is where I'm, I'm at. I was in a really dark place, but this is what the Lord has done to restore that. And th that's going to really, you know, make an impact not only for your life, because people will see it, but it, but it will be able to make an impact in their life as well. So I hope that was encouraging. Um, <coughs> and like I said, I've just been beyond honored to just meet with you guys here. Um, and I'm really looking for, forward to the next season that the Lord brings you all into. And with that, I will go study. So. May the Lord bless you all as you continue to seek his face. Yeah. So thanks, Jake. Thanks, CJ. Back there, Emma, Sarah, and um, Dave Parr, who isn't able to be here. Always thanks, Naomi. Always. Yeah. God bless your finals, man. Yeah, go for it. 
Thanks for sharing. I love the armory metaphor. I mean, I anything warfare-related metaphors I like, but uh, Jesus used them all the time, so it's okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like that. I like that. An armory, people, where place where people come to get trained and get weapons to go out and fight. So we're going to be doing that. We're going to be training and equipping people, giving them weapons, and then we're going to be taking them out <laughs> to show them how to use them. So I like that. Anybody else have anything they want to? Share or ask. God. Amen. That's awesome. Okay. Grab your phone. If you have a smartphone, open up to some sort of note program, someplace where you keep permanent things you want to write down. Um, if you don't have one of those, there's a note card and a pen. But in your phone is better because then you've got it. Everybody with me? And by the way, that's a great place to jot down anytime someone says, I feel like I have a word from the Lord for, for you. Or I think God is maybe saying this. Write it down. Or if you have a, like a note, like a um, voice memo, click it and record it. But at the very least, write it down. Because God loves to speak to us, and his word is awesome, and our memory is not. 
okay? And so in, in the Bible, when God would speak, they would write it down. And writing things down back then was really hard. It took a lot of work and a lot of money, and it wasn't simple. Sometimes it involved chiseling into rock. Okay, this is not easy stuff. We have no excuse not to write down every time we think God says something to us. So let's do that. I, like, I really encourage you to do that. Okay, so we are going to ask God to say something to us, and then we're going to write it down. Yes, we would like the pens back. Thank you. You have to walk back past the pens and the offering box. Put something in both if you want. That'd be, that'd be even better. Um, okay, so um, this is going to be super quick, but listen. It's going to be Christmas soon, right? Most of us are going to see some people that we maybe don't see that much, or we're going to see people that we see fairly often but for a lot longer period of time. Okay, we're going to get to spend more time with our parents, with our siblings, maybe aunts and uncles, maybe spouses, <laughs> uh, people that we maybe see sometimes but not as often, or we're going to get a lot more time with these people. Jesus came to earth at this time of year, right, a few, a few years back, and that is called the incarnation. That's the fancy theological word for God became a human being. He was still God, but now he was also a human being. How does that work? No clue. So that is what Jesus was all about, becoming incarnate into an actual person, an actual family, an actual culture, with an actual language, types of food that they ate versus other foods they didn't eat. He was incarnate into a very specific world. We have been made incarnate into a very specific world as well. God put us in the family we're in. He put us in the job, the school, the place, the group of friends. He has put us where he's put us, and he's put us there for a reason, right? And so all the people who are around us, our sphere of influence, the people that we connect with, those are people that God has put in our lives so that we can be channels, conduits, tubes, funnels of his love to them, right? We all know this is true. I'm just, you know, reminding us, okay? So this Christmas... We're going to be around people for a longer period of time. This is a great opportunity to be intentional about doing this, about showing God's love to people in our family, giving them an encouraging word, doing something for them, serving them in some way, telling them how much they mean to us, whatever it is. I don't know. There's a lot of different things that we could do. But uh, if we don't plan on doing this, it's not going to happen. That's the reality. Sometimes people get really religious about stuff and like, well, if God wanted me to do something, he would like send an angel and he'd say, Talk, talkest thou to thy father about thine life. And then I would do that for sure. <laughs> because if an angel speaks in the King James, that's when you're supposed to do stuff. Um, but the reality is, no, you're supposed to do it <laughs> for sure. You're going to be with your mom. You're going to be with your dad. You're going to be with your siblings. You're going to be with people. You're supposed to talk to them. You're supposed to encourage them, give them something from God. And if we don't plan on this and actually spend some time between now and that day asking God to speak to us and to give us something and give us a plan about what to do, it's just not going to happen. It's really simple. If we prepare for like a total of an hour, we could bless the socks off of everybody in our family. Because God is willing to do it. And so if we are willing to be less lazy and put a little time into preparing for people that we say we really love in our life, 
Well, if we really love them, let's put in a little time now in the next couple weeks before Christmas comes so that we can have a plan. I got, I got this thing I'm going to do for my mom, and she's going to love it. It's going to be so cool, and she might cry, but it'll be fine. And, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> ask God for a plan. Ask God for a word. Maybe it's a prophetic word. Maybe it's just a, you know, Dad, I was remembering all those times <laughs> when you worked so hard when we were kids, and, and it must, been, must have been tough, and I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciated appreciate you, and I'm sure I never said it as a kid because kids never say that, but I really appreciate everything you did for us. Like, something little like that can crack a wall keeping someone away from receiving God or can just open them up to be like you know what I really needed to hear a thank you <laughs> I didn't realize it but I did thanks for thanking me you know who knows what God can do through the simple stuff but you're the one to do it right and so sometimes we need to uh, we just need to try hard <laughs> we just need to try a little harder we just need to like put a little effort into stuff we need to say okay God if, if I want God to speak to me and to use me to bless my family, then it starts with saying, God, please use me to bless my family. God, please speak to me. God, please show me something. God, please give me a plan so that I can do something. It's you doing it, you know. <laughs> I like the verse you shared, you know. The, the horse is trained for war, but God, God gets the victory. It's God who does it. So, yes, God is going to be doing it, but we're the ones he uses, right? That's how it works to be the body of Christ. And so here's what I want you to do. Grab your phone or grab the note card. And I want you to just make a list of the people that you're going to be hanging out with over this Christmas season, the ones you're going to see a lot. Maybe they're ones you don't usually see, or maybe they're ones that you're just, I'm going to stay at my parents, so I'm going to see them a lot, whatever it is. Like, just write, start with a list of folks. Who are you going to see? Some of them will be obvious but maybe the Holy Spirit will bring something else. Oh, maybe I should look up that friend from high school once in a while we get together when we have time. Maybe that would be cool. Write that person down. Maybe that's God saying he wants you to see that person too. So keep making your lists, and then we're just going to start this process just for a couple minutes now, and I encourage you to continue doing it over the next couple weeks. I know it's busy, but maybe when you're in the car or when you're doing a chore or wh whatever it is, pick somebody on the list and pray and ask the Lord to give you something for them and to help you start making a plan of something specific or maybe a couple things specific you can do to bless that person um, to make their day, make their year. Maybe it's an idea for a gift that would be really great for them. I don't know. There are a lot of ideas. But, what, but th if these things come from the Lord, we need to take the time to ask him and to listen, right? And some of us have uh, difficulty listening because our lives are full of sounds like that. And I'm intentionally drawing attention. Don't feel bad. My life sounds like that all the time, Okay. And so, and all of our lives sound like, they sound like work, they sound like roommates, <laughs> they sound like studying. <laughs> our lives are full of, full of things that can be distracting, but we can find little bits of time here and there um, to invest in listening and coming up with plans. So let's just spend a couple minutes right now, 
and ask the Lord to speak about maybe just one person on this list. So we're just going to take a couple minutes, and then we're going to end in worship tonight. Um, just take a couple minutes to listen, and just go ahead and jot down anything you think of. doesn't mean it's necessarily God giving you a word, but maybe tomorrow or the next day you'll look at what you wrote and be like, I think that was actually really good. I think maybe that was God. So let's just take a couple minutes. Just write down anything you think of for those folks, a way that you could show love to them or encourage them or make their day in some way. <laughs> 